Hello and welcome to Who Uses a Director of Football with myself, Lewis, and my co-host, Tom. Boom, bolt oh. out there straight away. <laughs> I think it was slower than last time though, Tom. I think we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> We need to work on that. We need to. I keep kind of you sort of start off so in control and knowing what you're talking about, mm. and then you just sort of pause and think, "Oh, damn, that's my point to actually say who I am." Yeah, I lull you into a false sense of security. It's clearly it's tick attacker podcasting. Uh, anyway, so we have just uh, well, we've just had the World Cup. We've um, obviously Argentina won appropriately for our Sudamericana adventure that we've been uh, undertaking over the past month. And we're just here to update you on the fledgling journey in South America. Obviously, it was a very good World Cup for you, Tom, both financially and in terms of predictions and results. Just, uh, I think you should probably give everyone a rundown at home of some of your uh, best moments of the World Cup. I did all right, yeah. I had a few few little bets coming, which was quite nice. I think my the one I was most proud of was Morocco, funnily enough. I was speaking to you before the tournament started, Lou, and about how I was thought they were sort of dark horses and I, I thought they'd get out of that group with Croatia and Belgium. And I thought I thought they probably might come unstuck at the last sixteen, but I thought they'd they'd have a chance to get through there. And they they proved me right in the sense they did pretty well, but also wrong. I certainly wasn't expecting them to make the semis. So they did well there, and then my overall pick to win the tournament was was Argentina. So, yeah, it was mm. it was. I mean, I don't think anyone can argue it was a really good tournament on the pitch. So it was so good to watch, and equally for me, with some of my predictions uh, sort of coming true, it was particularly good for me too. Yeah, financially rewarding. Yeah, unlike uh, my my pick to do well, Uruguay. Instead, we've got Suarez quarreling as the Ghanaians got their revenge over uh, the man who obviously knocked them out infamously when Asamojan missed a penalty. But hey, the Moroccans, in a way, revenged the Ghanaians and 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 what a fantastic run that was. But I, I think we need to touch as well as your prediction on Lucas Paqueta to score from outside the box in pretty much every game. I quite enjoyed that. I quite enjoyed every time he sort of got the ball on the edge of the box or was in space. You just sort of incessantly texting me or shouting when we watched the games together. Shout! Yeah, unfortunately, he just kept dribbling one yard inside the box and putting it in the bottom of the net. But, you know, that's that's football. Okay, so Argentina. So, uh. I don't even know what club you're managing, Tom, and I know you're in Uruguay. So we're moving yes. just we're ju- we're moving just uh, south, no north. Argentina's south of Uruguay. We're moving just north, uh, and we might be in Montevideo, but that's all I know. So uh, let's hear it. What, what? Give us a bit of an update. All right, that's fine. So I'll go first. So, so I'm. I'll give you a little update on where I'm at. So I'm in. I'm looking at my save now. I'm on the 2nd of May, 2024. So I've moved forward quite a lot. I'm sort of halfway through my third my third season in game. So I've progressed quite a lot. And I must admit, mate, it's been so fun. I've I've loved it. What we what we said actually on our first podcast, which you can listen back to if you haven't already, definitely worthwhile. Um sort of setting out what we're doing here. 
And what we sort of said last time is how funny would it be? It'd be great if one of us did really well, but how funny would it be if it went catastrophically wrong for, for, for one of us? Now, I'm definitely in one of those boats. <laughs> this has gone catastrophically wrong. Oh, fantastic. I I prayed. I, I got an inkling that things might not have been going as planned for old Pa Jackson uh, and his Corinthian dream. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so... so so fittingly, I got the job uh, in the Uruguayan second division, which is the the lowest playable league in the in the main game. And I very fittingly managing a side called Sud America or Institución Atlética Sud America. Oh, fantastic! Sud America. So, like, how cool is this? We're managing Sud America. And I picked I uh, picked them up when they were second, maybe third bottom of the league, chance of relegation, but. You know, you'd like to think I'd probably keep them up with one one team going down, and then there's a playoff for the team that comes second bottom. So that okay. would be all right here. But then I kind of realised I'd have a few problems quite quickly when I looked at the team, and the squad itself was just awful. <laughs> was full of really bad players, um, no standouts, no good players at all. Three out of my back four were all called, called Rodriguez. And I can only assume they literally were brothers and they were sort of, it, they were literally in the team based on, hered- for hereditary reasons, they all had to play because they were all. <laughs> and I just couldn't get a system sorted. And, oh, one thing to note, I only had four games of the season left. And the way the Uruguayan second division works is you play from, uh, you play from pretty much January, or you play from February, pardon me, through to the end of May. Then you get June and the start of July, or June and July off, really. You get a small cup competition in between. And then it's like four games at the end of August, which is like crazy. You've got four games to so intense to save your season or make your season. And I was managing these four games. So I couldn't create any sort of momentum or tactics. Cohesion, yeah. Exactly. Um, And... Yeah, I mean, I, I then also looked at my, you know, I thought, right, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to get to the end of the season, I'll keep keep them up, and then we'll look at staff and we'll look at players for next year because all the players are on one-year contracts. They're all mm. going to get released. And I looked at my, my staff, and I, I've got a list for you here of who my staff were when I took over the took over the job. I didn't have any real money to, to bring anyone in. So I had a chief doctor, a head physio, a doctor, a doctor, a physio, <laughs> and a goalkeeper coach. So the only person to help, I didn't have an assistant manager. The only person I had to help me with the team was this goalkeeping coach. But then I had, let's say, a doctor, so a chief doctor, two other doctors, a head physio, and a physio. I mean, my guys, they, they were no injuries, funnily enough, because that's where the, the previous manager had decided to invest. Mm. Either that, in a hospital. or all the coaching staff being sacked with, sacked with him. Um, but you were running a hospital, just, basically. You're running, running a hospital. hospital. <laughs> I was running a hospital uh, with a goalkeeping coach. Um, who was clearly um, out of place. I mean, there's not many, you know, geriatrics who need goalkeeper training. I mean, that's the exactly. thing. Exactly. It was it was ridiculous. I thought, right, let's just get to the end of the season and we'll be fine. Anyway, I'm sure you can see where this is going. In my final four games, I drew one, lost three, finished bottom, got relegated, got sacked. Now, I've got to be honest, that is a 
That is dreamy. That is, I, I hoped, I hoped some pain and suffering would be inflicted. And, I, and you know, when you said it's not quite going as planned, but I was like, okay, I love this. I love this. There's a potential for me to gloat a little bit. Not that, I, not that I'm in, in any way in a much better shape, but... Uh, so that was so par so par's dream sort of stalled on takeoff, really. It did, yeah. It was like four games in. Well, it was six games in because I had two cup games beforehand in this cup that happens in before the sort of second part of the season starts. And obviously I've won one of those and then got knocked out on the other. Mm. And then yeah, I just I was just sat there. I was out of job. I was like, what the what the hell do I do? I've been sacked. My team has been relegated. So I just started applying for loads of loads of jobs. Um couldn't get anything naturally. Mm. Um, I then sort of thought, well, how am I to get out of this? I was even, I even applied for some National League South jobs. Um, didn't get offered any of those. Didn't <laughs> want to use any of those. I mean, literally, this could be the end. This of could it. be. The you end. might have to sort of for, for the rest of this podcast, Lewis. You might have to be by yourself and uh, just to talk it. Talk uh, absolutely, this absolutely. Um, and I think um, let's leave it there. Let's leave some dramatic tension. I think it's. Okay. I think I should give you an update, and then we That's should fine. finish yeah, so, off with your with, with some more of your journey. I think let's let's leave our viewers in viewers and listeners in suspense. So I mean, we're the only one who's going to view the uh, camera footage, but certainly leave our listeners in suspense in terms of uh, in terms of Paul Jackson's future. Is there is there a future for Paul Jackson? I was going to say, is there a future? That's a good question. Though. We'll 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 pick this up. Once you've talked me through where you are and what's happening with your safe. Super. So, so am I right in thinking you, you have maybe progressed as, as far as I have at the moment? I, I have not. I am not I in 2024. Uh I as my season's in Chile. So I've ended up in the Chilean or the Chilean second division. I don't know why I went to say Chile, but uh, got a bit carried away. Uh so I'm in the Chilean second division. Managing Arturo Fernandez Vial. Very nice. And they were the first club I got offered a job by. They proceeded to uh not offer me the job. And then mm-hmm. and then I uh continued to apply for jobs and then Two months later, uh, when they were at the bottom of the Chilean second division and they had just fired their manager, uh, I had uh, two offers on the table between them and Santiago Morning, who are uh, actually... Santiago Morning. Excuse me, like a Santiago Morning. (laughs) Who are a much bigger club. Um, Santiago Morning have been in the first division of Chilean football, whereas... uh, Whereas Arturo Fernandez Vial, I always want to say Alfredo, but that would make it Italian. But it's Arturo Fernandez Vial. Have uh, this is the highest they've ever been uh, in Chilean football, the second division. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to go with the people who, before any other club offered offered me even an interview, uh, I'm going to pick up. Uh, I'm going to take that job and try and keep the team who are currently ten points adrift at the bottom of of the Chilean second division. Uh, ten points? Ten points adrift. How many yeah. games have you played? So, 
I believe I took over. So there are 17 teams uh, in the Chilean second division. Bottom three go down. So there are 32 games a season. And I believe I took over with... It's either 12 or 14 games remaining. So it was... That's quite tough. It was not an easy task. But boy, howdy, has it been a roller coaster. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to tell you uh, in the best way. Uh, So we started off... And I've had the opposite with you, opposite to you. I, I I very quickly realised I was going to have to go against Renzo Rivero's natural instincts uh, and play quite attractive football, which I really resented having to do. I really did because it was against the character, but uh, he's a pragmatist, it turns out, old Renzo. So we played a, a 4 one uh with uh, two central midfielders and then a, a left wing, a cam and a right wing. Um, and we play quite attractive passing football. Uh, the the best way I can describe it is we play a bit like Brendan Rodgers' Swansea uh, slash the later Spain team with Xavi and Iniesta. It's possession to control the match, sometimes to score. A bit like Spain in the recent World Cup. Like, goals seem to be a bit optional. When we score them, we score bucket loads. When we don't, we look really pretty, but we're a bit ineffectual. And the and the thing is, it's... Scoring goals as a bonus, is what you're sort of saying. But looking yeah. good is, is, the main, is the main... Looking goal. good is the main aim, because what I have, and I know you were interested in this man when... when when you saw his name to begin with, my best player, or, or statist- not statistically, um, attributes-wise, my best player is uh, Kevin Harbottle, who I know piqued your interest. <laughs> yeah, because you, you, sent, you sent me the... We, we wanted to make sure we weren't managing the same team. So mm. you sent me the team that you were managing. And then on the, on the email at the start, it says that he's your, your stand-up player is Kevin Harbottle. That, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, and so Kevin Harbottle, half English, half Chilean, although by all accounts from my brief Wikipedia of the man, uh, his father, his English father, is uh, no longer around, so he's been raised by a Chilean stepfather. Um, but Kevin Harbottle is... a research into this guy. <laughs> well, that was just, you know, I thought I might, I thought I might as well get, some, get an understanding. You've got to understand the people that you're managing, Tom, you know. Understand what makes them tick. Uh, so, yeah, so he is a very creative, lazy, not particularly quick winger. So I couldn't play direct because I have absolutely no pace in my team. Kevin Harbottle, 32. Uh, my other right, my be- uh, my best left winger. Uh, sorry, no. Harbottle's playing on the left. My best right winger, Zaniga. I'm playing them natural-footed as well, which is rare. I'm playing a left a left footer on the left and a right on the right. Zaniga is also about 30. 
doesn't have a great deal of pace. But then up top has been my standout performer, and that is the one, the sole Argentinian uh, in my team, Gustavo Gotti. What a player he is when he's on song. He and for me the the highlight of the season so far um, was two games uh, in the middle of the season. One where we played Santiago Wanderers, which is a fantastic name. Like so many good names, and he scored a hat trick against them in a three-all draw. Mm. And then the next match against Santiago Morning, the team I rejected, he got a hat trick in a six-nil victory. I know the man was just banging them in for fun. Um, so we ship as many goals as we score, and that's been the that's been the story all season. So I got a bit lucky. The first game I was in charge. Uh, we played us and the other bottom place team at the time, Deportes Mel Pillar. Um, I'm probably butchering that pronunciation, so I do apologise to any of our Chilean listeners. Um, we played an absolutely mad three-all draw. That was the first game in charge when I knew uh, when I knew Sugar. This was going to be quite the quite the roller coaster. Um, I think we were behind three times in that game. We went a goal down, pulled it back to one or went two one down, pulled it back to two or went three two down, pulled it back to three or it was just it was just so good it was just i was just like if the rest money's worth fans got their money's worth then to follow it up with we got a grubby one nil victory over top of the table with a penalty in the dying seconds uh from my unfortunately named but again best defender uh ponce who is my left back so he is he's a he's just a solid all-round left back. Uh and he is my penalty taker and he's been putting them away. Uh then we played a 2-2 versus the then top of the table, and we were 2-0 down and pulled it back. Uh then came the two games against the two Santiago sides. And then we so we went in total, uh, we went eleven matches undefeated before losing to AC Barnachea in a match that we should have put, couldn't, should have, would have, didn't um, put away and ended up losing 4-1. So it was... And have you, have you made any signings at this point? Or are you still are you still playing with the players that were 10 I'm, points adrift when you took I'm, over? I'm playing with the players who were 10 points adrift when I took over. Right. I uh, know. That other manager needs a... Worse than a sacking. Yeah, but I think the thing is, I wouldn't even say he was... Usually when I look at AI managers failing on FM, they're playing something absurd, like, you know, I don't know, like a just a weird formation that you're just like, that's not going to work. He was playing the old... Um, uh, the old Guardiola 4-1-2-2... Two, two, the, yeah, the 4-1-2-2-1. Two, two, yeah, that's right. The, the two wide men. So yeah, three, so a 4-3-3 three, three with a defensive midfielder. He wasn't playing anything outlandish. Um, but, but yeah, it just didn't wasn't panning out. 
I just thought, you know what? My best players are my best players are my two. I originally started with Harbottle through the middle, but it wasn't quite working out. So I shifted him out to his natural foot because, you know, the game said he was a better winger and he's produced some lovely moments. He's not scoring a lot, but just one one of my favourite goals was he just did this fantastic, like just took on a player, took it around and whipped across and Gotti got his head on it. It was just good, just good football. So just quality football. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I think I'll hold it there. Um, we're currently so where, where are you, where where yeah where are you now? Like what's what stage of the season are you at? So you we're coming into the final five games. So I've managed to overturn the entire deficit. So we're currently in twelfth, but that despite. The despite you know, I feel I've got to say it. The miracles I've been working. Um, <laughs> there you go. That's 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 now Renzo Rivero and his Diego Simeone, yeah. Mourinho, Mourinho guys yeah. coming out now. The, the self-proclaimed miracles that I've been working. You've got to proclaim them. No one else is going to do it for you. Uh, they're in second. Uh, sorry, we're in, we're in twelfth, which is two points above the drop zone and about to play the team who are top of the league. So the job, I you know, I could be ringing you next time, and I could be you know, cap in hand, looking for a job. You know, it's not the the season's not finished. There's a lot to play for. I've signed up. They've given me a new contract, but if I get them relegated, you know, I'm out of a job. So I've got to finish the job here. Um, but yeah, it's uh, we're yeah, we're two points above the drop zone. We're three places above the drop zone. So two sides below. There's two sides below us and 15th who go down. So just got to finish the job and then completely overhaul the not completely overhaul, but sort out the positions. There's a few positions that I, I that I think could do with some strengthening and reinforcing. And I think I'll come back to talk about the characters and that and, and my my interest going forward. But I think Tom, it's time for you to. To 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 let to let to to uh, for me to uh, hear about what happened. Did the tale of woe continue? Has has Par had a reversal of fortune? I'm, I'm excited to hear. Okay then. So obviously, as I've mentioned before, I then I got sacked at the end of that season whilst relegating my team, and I think that genuinely, I certainly can't think of many other times in FM when I've been sacked. Um, I'm sure I have been on occasion, but I really can't. So, yeah, I just, I just, I was without a job. Like I said, I was applying for loads, wasn't getting any. And then I applied for another job in the same division. So again, the Uruguay and second division. And I got offered said job. And that's at a club called Chero or I think it's, it would be pronounced Cerro, so C-E-R-R-R-R-O. And this club had sort of, you know, they, they'd sort of stayed up, obviously, the previous season. They weren't much better, but they were a bit better. You know, they didn't have the Rodriguez triplets at the back. <laughs> and um, But again, they had no money. There was a club that was insecure, finances were insecure, no money, um, over the wage budget. So I couldn't really do anything with them. Mm. 
And anyway, I took over. I took over. It was it was at the start of the season. So that game hadn't been played. And, and bear in mind, in the, you talked about how long your seasons are. Seasons in the Uruguayan second division are quite short. Again, it's another reason why I'm a bit further ahead. It's, it's 12 teams in it. It's a 22-game season. So it does. It, you do get through it quite quickly, um, which is good. But equally, you can't really get any rhythm together. So mm. in that first season with Chero, I again it was it was really painful. <laughs> it was all <laughs> I, I must have played about six formations in the first twelve games of the season because nothing was Jesus. didn't like my players. Didn't like my players. We were just mid-table games. We were winning. Did they like you, deserved. Tom? How do you mean? Did your players like you, or were they on? Are they were they sure of the Paul Jackson way? Oh, I see. No, I think they were sort of on board with me, but I'm not sure why. Um, mm. You know, like we were we were winning games we really didn't deserve to win. It was it was it was mad. We were mid table, and then we went on a slump at the end of the season, and it went into the last game of the season with us needing a point. In order to not, in order to guarantee safety, mm. if we'd have lost the game, we'd have finished second bottom and gone into the uh, relegation playoff. And we were playing against the team that um, that were beneath us. So it was literally almost like a playoff to not make oh. the relegation playoff. It was against Ju- Juventud de, le, de las Piedras. Fantastic youth of youth of the Piedras, whatever Piedras are. There you go. That's your your Spanish helping us out here. Anyway, so we, again, a formation and players, I went into it. I didn't like the formation we were playing. I didn't like anything about it at all. But I just knew what we had to, I, I just had to play. I had to pick players to play this match with zero confidence in. Um, we went 1-0. It was just, anyway, it's, it's a crazy game. We went 1-0 <laughs> down. We went, then we equalised. And then they went 2-1 up. And this was all in the first 10 minutes. So they're 2-1 up. Bloody and hell. we... Then we bring it back to two all, and then they score twice more before half time. So at half time, they're winning four two, and I'm heading to a relegation playoff. Oh my! They're winning four two at half time. At half time. At half time. Oh yeah. my gosh! Then in the sixty sixth and sixty eighth minute, we score to bring it back to four all. Oh my! Ten God. minutes wow. later, with ten minutes to go, they make it five four, and we are. I'm just chucking everything at it. Because I didn't, the, the the league table hadn't like updated in the, mm. you know, I sort of had it up on the screen, so I just wanted to know. And it hadn't updated. It still said I was I was staying up uh, or certainly not going in the playoff. Mm. But I was convinced I was. So I had to go out of the game, check. I was like, yeah, I'm sure this means I'm going, mm. I'm going down. So I chucked everyone at it. And in the 88th minute, my main striker, Nicolas Gonzalez, who was the one player, I liked one of my other centre-halves as well, actually, but the one player I really liked Pops up in the 88th minute, boom, five all, and we hold out and we stay up on this last game of the season. Oh my god! I just remember that 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 point there being like really relieved, but also being like, oh my god, this is annoying because also I have to stick with all of these players again next year because although I can do some scouting, like my Mm. scouts are rubbish. I haven't got any money to scout players with. Mm. I got no money left in my coffers because the club Mm. are financially insecure. So I can't really, there's very few players I can bring in. And I was like, right, this is just one hell of a rebuild. And then I kind of clocked myself, actually, no, this is obviously good for me. This is this is good. Yeah. And just to just to sort of um, emphasise the quality of the players I had, mm. 
I'll talk you through it for the podcast, but I'll show Lewis a screenshot I took of the, uh, you know, when the contracts are up in a month's time. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Get your reason for recommendation. These were all the players. And these are what I'm showing you, who I'm showing you now, all first team players. That's what my recommendations were on what I should do with them. It's a sea of red. So it's should not resign, not good enough. Um, should not resign, financial position not strong enough. Uh, the great one, um, not good enough, but also has a one year extension clause, i.e., he's rubbish, but you better sign him <laughs> for next year just in case. So all of my first team would be not good enough and we couldn't afford to keep them. So I just released loads of them. I kept a couple that I just thought, mm. if I can't bring anyone in, you might be a good, just I can fit you in a, a gap mm. and you might be able to do something for us. Anyway, that's all. That happened. We released loads of players. And in fairness, I was able to bring in uh, let me just look at this now. I was able to bring in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players, all on like silly money, like really, really low, uh, mm. low wages. But to a man, pretty much all of them have been brilliant. Oh, fantastic. Um, so I played it slightly differently. I tried to sign, I think to start with when I was looking to bring in players, I was trying to bring in like old, older players mm. who, I think we said this on the last podcast, I was trying to bring in older players who were already good because I thought I don't necessarily need to develop them. I just need them for a mm. year or two. But actually, on deadline day, I got offered these. This is now seems very 101 for manager. I got offered these two 18 year old kids. One was this Brazilian centre midfielder called Paulo, mm. and one was a Mexican centre midfielder who can also play up front called Cleber. And I've signed them both. And oh my God, Paulo is insane he plays in one of my 10 positions i'll talk through my formation in a minute yeah yeah and he is just so good in the 11 games he's played for me this season um he scored 10 goals and got one assist and this is from the the 10 role and he's brilliant um clever on the other hand slightly different story here when i enjoyed when he signed for me he went straight into my uh, under-18s team. He didn't come mm. to the first team for some reason. They clearly, uh, he was so young, they automatically put him there. And then squad res- registration was like a day later. So I registered all the players at my first team squad. Wasn't thinking. Didn't register Clever, mm. And now can't register him until mm. the end of this gap. You know, the first, yeah. be the first well, that, 18 games of this season. Well, that wasn't so a Clever decision. Very good, Lewis. Very good. Mm. So I've had to send him out on loan, but he's he he. I'm really excited about him. So, Paolo's playing in the in a ten role. I think yeah. a ten role. So I'm playing with two tens. So I'll talk mm. to you a little bit about my formation now. Yeah, go for it. So I'm playing a flat back four, which is unlike me. Mm, it is. I tend to like playing with a back five, but I'm playing both of my fullbacks are playing as inverted wing backs. Oh. Mm. Okay. I'm playing with one centre midfielder. Oh my god. A deep line playmaker. So he's my he's just pinging balls left, right, and centre. He's sort of my quarterback. I'm then playing with two number tens. Just attacking midfielders that can attack. Mm. I'm playing with two wingers, but again, like attacking mm. wide, attacking right, attacking left, not in line with my centre yeah. midfielder. 
on support and then an advance forward and it is just working a treat it is working an absolute How treat the heck did you end up with that as a formation it's gorgeous to watch because a lot of the time it's kind of like pep at, at city mm. so I'm, i tend to play with like two center backs that's all i'm having at the back a lot of the time mm. when, we're in, when we're in possession i then have a midfield three with my center midfielder and my two inverted wing backs who yeah give me some sort of structure and then just five players just attacking and being really good at it yeah um so that's working really yeah. well and, and the end result of that is 12 games into this year despite having the lowest wage budget um in the league i'm top of the league oh fair play. quite com- quite convincing well fairly convincingly 12 games in i'm on 23 23 points second is on 19 um so we've we've only got ten games to go, six of which till this little break until I can get Clever back from his loan. Mm. And it's just going really well. I'm really enjoying it after like the real trouble mm. I had for the first two <laughs> seasons and everything going wrong. All of a sudden, it's starting to. You're starting to see the start to turn. It's starting to look very Par Jackson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Starting to light in the tunnel. Well, that's super. I mean. I feel like you've earned some good fortune because you've 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 you know you've you've actually dealt with the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune of getting a club relegated, of dealing with a squad full of sound like fairly muppety players. Um, so it sounds like you deserve a, a bit of uh, good luck playing your kind of Pep Guardiola double inverted fullbacks. You were. Is this because the players Correct. do have have uh, have you put them on their um, weaker foot? So are they have you got a left footer on the right and a right footer on the left? I don't. Actually, well, actually, my one of my fullbacks that I signed is, is both footed, which really helps. Um, but my other fullback is right. My right back is right footed. Mm. But how in terms of you asked how I came across it? Like I say, I tried so many things yeah. that just wouldn't stick. And I just think I might have got lucky in one of the times I played something similar to this. It's gone through a few adaptations. Mm. Um, we we just hit, we just played really well. And I enjoyed watching us play and I thought yeah. we were in control of the game. So I thought, right, this might stick for um, yeah, three yeah. games. And it's just carried on and it's going really well. And I can now actually, because in the last, in the pre-season, I was just sort of signing players that looked good. Because mm. that's all I could do, as opposed to such thinking, oh, you'll do well in this role for me, yeah. you'll do well here. No, it makes sense. In the sense. next transfer window, at the end of this season, I might be able to actually sign players for specific roles, which will mm. be good as well. But w- one thing I forgot to mention, actually, I feel like I'm speaking like a... I'm so excited about this, because it's 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 going so well. So I feel mm. I've got some energy speaking about yeah. this. But Sudamerica, the team that I started with and got relegated, bounced back straight away. Oh, fantastic. So back in the division. So I'm having a few sort of in my head a big rivalry with them this year. And yeah. I just wanted to get relegated again, just so I can prove it wasn't my failure. No, it was. Them. It was what the name the Rodriguez brothers at the back. It's clearly the clearly Rodriguez triplets. Let me actually just I'm going to check and see if any of them are mm. still there. Um, let's have a little look. Yeah, indeed. Um, well, let me. Why yeah, you just? I think. I think. Go no, go for it, Tom. I think they're all. I can't see when they left, mm. but. I also can't see them in the team, so maybe they're not there. Well, that's a good transition into the the final uh, couple of things I wanted to talk about on my save um, before we wrap up. And that's uh, 
that I I'm not sure, but you had the Rodriguez brothers. There's nothing to prove this, but I think I have a father and son in my team. Uh, <laughs> and this is this is quite quite amazing that I am playing a 43-year-old at the back of midfield. I am playing Arturo Sanjueza, a club legend who has left, made it to the top of Chilean football. He's played for the national team over 50 caps. And he's now back at the team where he started his career with an amazing host of mentors, mental stats, but uh, literally no physicals. But he sits at the back of midfield, shouts around. I feel like it will be what Jordan Henderson's doing in some lower league club in 10 years' time, just shouting at people, getting them to work hard, being a leader and uh, playing better. He won the position off a 30-year-old who has produced a fraction of the performances he has, who, despite having legs, has played far worse uh, so I am resulting in playing the club captain who is 42 at the back of midfield. And his son, or in my head at least, Diego Sanjueza, is an 18-year-old who uh, is a backup right back who gets game time because the Chilean second division requires you to play uh, a, an under-18s player, sorry, an under-21 player, at least one minute every match. So, <laughs> but not, but it's not done in every match. It's got this mad calculation where you, oh, you they have to play um, a minute in every game, but obviously over the course of a season. So they have to play, um, I think, at least 36 minutes or something like that. But it's got to be more than that. I can't, it's just the, the calculations. I think that's a... a, a a conversation for next time around the calculation with Chilean second division youth rules, but uh, that they're just they're just Tweedledum and Tweedledee, father and son. He's kicking people, and I think just to finish off, looking forward for me, he really is the player that needs to be replaced. I really do. You think what makes what makes you think? He oh, he's going to be in the squad. He's got. He's going to be in the squad. I want him. I don't mind him as team captain. But having to roll out a forty-two, you can see why we're shipping goals. You can see why I want us to keep the ball. If we give them the ball, what's up? He's just going to sort of gently walk over to them and say, "Come on, give me the ball back." You know you want to. Um, and then Mets team. Yeah, it does feel like that. It feels like we're playing walking football at times. Uh, and then the right-back position could do with a better right-back. We're, we're okay. He's okay. Um, but, uh, well, all of... I have about three right-backs. All of them are not good enough to be a regular first-team player. So so that's the current state of affairs. So, oh, it's so good to... I'm so glad, mate. One, that you suffered some major misfortune... Uh, and 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 did suffer, uh, but also I'm so glad that it has been the absolute uh, roller coaster that that you dreamt about. Well, that we dreamt that it would be. Um, any final thoughts from yourself? I guess what I'm thinking a bit about at the moment is once I come to the end of this season with Chero, hopefully I'll be getting promoted. Hopefully. Um, I'm sort of thinking about, well, how long do I stay here for? It doesn't feel like I've been here that long, but it will have been two years. 
Um, I definitely want to see what I can do with them in the first division, try and keep them up. So that'll be another year. But I wonder whether after that season, so I'll then be entering my fourth year with the club, that I might be looking a little bit at the pastures new. I don't think I'm going to like actively really try and aggressively find a job. But if I'm linked with anything, if anyone comes knocking, look, I'm certainly open to offers. I'll be open to offers mm. at that stage. Um, Do you think you're going to so, stay in yeah. Uruguay, an established Uruguayan top division club, or are you looking, are you casting your net further afield? I think I'd leave Uruguay. I think if I wanted to stay in, at Uru- in Uruguay, I'd stay with Chero. Um, but I think if I were to leave Chero, it would be leaving Uruguay as well. It'd be packing up the bags and, and heading somewhere else. Taking a flight. Well, we'll see. Like, I, 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 I don't know. The thing that the thing that I'm liking at the moment is it feels like a proper FM savings in the sense that I've got a few younger players with me now that I like and I, oh, I'd quite like to have him for, mm. for a few years. I've, I don't resent my players anymore, which uh, which is the first <laughs> time that's been the case in this save. So I, I kind of quite like them. So I would feel quite bad about leaving them, but we'll see. That's the point of a journeyman save, I guess. I guess that's it. I mean, I do think your resentment of your own players probably didn't help season one and two by the sound of it. You think that you think they picked up on that and maybe that's why <laughs> we were Well, indeed. Well, I think that's an exciting next episode to hear the continued adventures of Paul Jackson and Renzo Rivero. I think Renzo definitely needs at least one more season with uh home again i was gonna say alfredo uh but it's not alfredo it is and the, i just cannot you know no matter how many times i say it i want to say alfredo it is arturo fernandez vial a really catchy club name i think just you know a bloke's name and vial maybe village who knows what you know could be a vile. It could, uh, <laughs> probably worth You're, actually finding out. Between, between this episode and next, actually, you're in a really critical spot, right? Because yep. you could quite easily still go down and you yep. could be in exactly the same spot I was in after my first Absolutely. Sat, relegated and sacked and trying to find a job. So yeah. you've got a you've got one hell of a Couple of months, and, and, all, and all my all my all my miracles could count for nothing. I might not have a chance to replace a forty-two-year-old at the back of midfield as they slip into the low, the Chilean lower divisions. Oh, final final point for me: in real life, they did get relegated, so I'm already overachieving. Did they really? So they did Absolutely. finish. They finished bottom of the league. So. As the season is just ending up, obviously the season we played was uh, would be 22-23. So their real life season is end, does end, uh, uh, I think it's in November or December. So, so they 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 were very much gone as in real life. But uh, funnily enough, play, having to play a forty-two year old at the back of midfield does limit your options in terms of the football that you can play. There's definitely there's definitely something dodgy going on with that in the sense that he's definitely got some undue influence over the manager or the club. The same, like you say, your father and son family, my Rodriguez is when I was at Sud America. 
Mm. There's some these guys have got something over the clubs in the first instance. But it's not. But the, what what I find weirder is that I'm not the only. I've, I've, you know, I've been playing 37 year old right wingers, and I'm like, I, I know football is getting older. Kids. Well, I know, but it's just I've been playing 37 year old right wingers who and centre attacking mids regularly. Like once you think, oh, fair enough. Twice you think, uh, you know, Ronaldo's a top level player, so he can roll on reasonably unaffected to 37. But they just seem to be, there just seems to be a retirement home. I didn't know that the lower leagues of South America are such a retirement home. You know, if one of our listeners wants to write in and explain this to us, I think we'd both, yeah, I'd certainly appreciate why, you know, finding out why so many top level players continue to to you know or not even top level players but you know I suppose decent players continue to play past their primes late into late into life. Maybe it's a thing, you know, when you sort of um when you get a new job and you get the club philosophy and sometimes mm. it sort of sign players under the age of 23 for first team mm. squad. Maybe yours is sign players over the age of 35 for first team squad. Yeah. It makes sense. It's a very Renzo move, I feel, getting just a, an entire team of slow defensive midfielders just to hack people down. Anyway, on that note, I think it's time to to draw sticks on this episode. Uh, it's been a pleasure, Tom, because we really did uh, make sure that we didn't talk about each other's FM saves. So uh, I have learned just as much as you guys listening at home uh, about about Tom's save and his uh, up and down journey with Par Jackson, you know, making his way, having taken the slow boat to, to South America, clearly is very much taking the slow boat in South American football. Uh, the poor man. Uh, any final comments from you, Tom? No, that's good for that's good for me. Just look forward to hearing about what happens next time. So it's been Who Uses a Director of Football with myself, Lewis. And myself, Tom. Have a great, uh, have a great Christmas period. And we hope to have a next episode with you uh, in the new year. All the best for now. Bye-bye.